Hey, Ty Brady here with Brady Insurance Marketing in the Ty Brady Way, one of the nation's largest field marketing organizations that helps independent agents achieve a six and seven figure income with the systems and strategies that I'm going to talk about with you today. Welcome back to another episode of the Ty Brady Way. Today, I have the pleasure of talking to Craig Velgarts, and I always enjoy these uh, interviews. You know, back in when I started, I didn't necessarily like him as much, but I really do enjoy him. So, Craig, you know, um, t- you know, I've known you, I've known you for a little while, and you know, you've been around the industry for a little bit. You know, t- give me a little bit about your background and maybe why you're in the industry. Uh, background is construction. So, born and raised, my dad owned a construction company. So, since I was 12 when he would actually let me go to work, um, worked with him on Saturdays, summers, um, helping him out on breaks, like Christmas break or whatever breaks we had. Basically it was get your butt up and go to work. <laughs> Come help. You're not Come a stranger to hard work, are you? No, nope, not at all. Not hard work, hard labor, baby. Yeah. Free labor for your dad, right? <laughs> right. No, he took care of us. So it was good. I mean, it really, it really did teach me how to work and looking back on it, I really wouldn't change it because that's where I get my work ethic from for sure is my dad. And then him, he, it was never hard pressure. It was just, Hey, this needs to get done. And, um, it was just going to help. So he really taught me how to work. That was the really, um, the main, I guess, foundation of my work ethic there. So work construction, um, then around 2004, I think it is 2005, I went to a different construction company. I uh, worked there for 17 years, did decking, railing, wow. sales, uh, management roles, uh, worked, uh, started out in, installing, then a year later became an assistant manager. After that, that manager left and then became the manager of the decking and railing departments. Uh, 2007, 2008 hit. Um, that was hard. Yeah. I, I uh, played real estate investor back in 2007, basically bought a few properties and then 2008 hit and uh, basically did everything I could to try to keep them. So I'd literally wow. wake up uh, six o'clock in the morning, go to work, work my one job, come back, um, eat some dinner, go to work again till seven or started at seven and then work till sometimes two or three o'clock in the morning, get a few hours of sleep and do that all again. Wow. For two years just I've done that before. I hear you there. Ooh. <laughs> just basically trying to stay afloat. and That grind. Yep. And wow. make payments. Just literally make payments to keep everything afloat. Not getting, didn't feel like I was getting ahead. But now looking back, um, definitely, definitely got ahead for sure. Two, two years. Yep. Two years. Wow. So I, I was, the, I lost almost everything. Mm-hmm. A little bit different. Right. Wow. Did not know that. I learn something new every day when I do these <laughs> these interviews. So, so fast forward, you do construction mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, I think you've tried other avenues like in, you know, real estate and mortgage or whatever, maybe mm-hmm. you're still doing those things, but why the insurance industry? So like you said, I did start in mortgages. Basically, I mean, you can make really good money with mortgages. It's just extremely competitive and, um, really hard to like processing like one out of 10 people in the mortgage industry you can help like you're going through you're taking a loan application one out of 10 actually qualify that you can help i mean extremely competitive with different companies i mean you can make good money but extremely competitive and then the insurance industry obviously we were talking a few years before it even Mm -hmm. happened and i mean like you say no one 
grows up and says they want to be an insurance agent. It's not like a glamorous job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my son sells insurance. Like, oh, sweet. That's Everybody great. runs when they hear that word, right? right? Yep. They're like, insurance, whoa, whoa, peace out. I got all I got. What is it? First thing they say, I got all the insurance I need, right? Yep. They're like, peace out. <laughs> exactly. So I would. I mean, I was really standoffish at first, but then I just kept talking to you, um, working with you more, started, or got licensed, um, did it part-time. The thing that I really liked was res- residual income. So, and then um, come to find out, I really do enjoy working with seniors. Like, I love working in the senior market and working with seniors. And it's not, it's not a sales job to me because they have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And all you're doing is educating them, helping them make a decision, and if they're um, situation changes, you just switch them to someone else. Everything's regulated by CMS. So your what you offer is the exact same what I can offer yeah. and the prices are the exact same. So I'm not hard. It's not a hard sell on anything. You're just presenting, hoping to make a decision. And if they don't, they can try something out. If they don't like it, you can always switch them to something different. What would you say a big misconception out there is, uh, about what we do? Um, Agents cost money for sure. I think that's getting, that's probably one of the biggest misconceptions. And then people think you're going to sell them something. Yeah. So agents costing money is a big misconception. And then them thinking it actually costs them money or it's a significant amount of money to get coverage that they need. I mean, yeah, certain areas, certain parts, I mean, they're small premiums, but a lot of areas have zero premiums. So they get um, the coverage they can get for no more money out of pocket is... I mean, it's night and day difference. How many times have you been in an appointment and you do this presentation and I always, they come back and they say, well, how much do I owe you? And you're like, nothing. And, and, it, and you think you cover that saying in the presentation, just say insurance companies are compensated by the insurance company and we do get paid a commission because you have to disclose that. Mm-hmm. But they still come back like they feel like they have to pay you or they'd ask that question even because you've done them such a great service. Mm-hmm. I would say probably... Around 50% of the yeah. time. Yeah. 50% yeah. of the time they say how much I owe I mean, we can't take any money. I'm, nope. I'm not a fiduci- or fiduciary, however you say that yeah. word. <laughs> but we can't accept money for our services. We get compensated by the insurance carriers. And then the other half, I mean, you just get those people that sit there and are crying their eyes out because you helped them save on their prescription drugs and you saved them hundreds of dollars a month and it doesn't cost them anything and they wish they could pay you. And I mean, where they can't. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's always that's always a good feeling to they come back. How much do I how much do I owe you? They don't owe me anything, or you just helped a couple save thousands of dollars on prescriptions. They yeah. had no idea. You got any stories you'd like to share about how you've helped a client or what an outcome was? Um, so probably lately I've been helping a lot of people with the new dual plans that have came into our area. They've been yeah. around the country um, in different markets. But the dual plans, just people being aware of them. Yeah. So helping them either get on the dual products or if they have Medicare, helping them get on Medicaid. Uh, because that, the extra benefits they get on the dual programs, I mean, is huge. I mean, you're talking they, they get more benefits a month where they can get a food card. And that food card is how they actually live or feed their family with um, inflation and all the prices going up. So just yeah. that little bit of extra benefit switching them over to that different program is, is a huge huge difference. I think another battle we face is a lot of people think it's a scam when they hear that they have or could have these benefits Mm -hmm. or, and I get calls where like, Hey, is this legit? And I'm like, it could be, but most of those benefits are geared toward people that are low income. Right. And 
it's not that you now there are benefits for other people's as well, as well but you know everybody's situation is a little bit different it's worth having a conversation mm-hmm. and i for me um, when it deals with finances, I tell people I like to do business when it comes to finances face to face. I never want to do it over the phone. I want to know the person, see the person. And, you know, building uh, being a local agent and providing those services is very rewarding for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's um, a lot of the scam or scams, if you want to call it, or a lot of call centers out there, they want to do everything over the phone. And I've had a lot of people, um, they've called and they said, oh, we're just adding to your plan or we're just adding this benefit to your plan, which you can't do. I mean, CMS sets, sets yep. the plans. Um, they, they're plan specific, company specific. You yep. just can't add different benefits mm-hmm. to a plan. Um, I was just talking to a lady earlier this morning. She's like, oh, I just got this card. They said they can add all these benefits to my existing coverage. I said, that's a scam. I said, keep it. We'll set up an appointment, go meet with you, go over all the information. I'll show you exactly what that program is. And you may qualify for it or you may not. That's right. Let's find out. Yeah. I always talk, people ask me all the time too. They're like, well, what do you say exactly? And I'm like, um, my name's Ty. It's about having a conversation, right? <laughs> right? I don't know if I can help them. I don't know their situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do have a lot. There's a lot. There's similarities, but there's not one situation that is exactly the same. Right. And the other thing too is I never assume. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody will tell me their, you know, coverage is with X Y Z, and I find out it's with PDQ, right? And mm-hmm. you're like, what in the world? Right. And it's nine day, right? Mm-hmm. So where do you see this going in the next, you know, five years? Uh, next five years, I mean, I'm getting more involved in the community now and I want to at least double or triple my book of business and just help as many people as possible. And then obviously get out and start training agents as well, too, and helping them build residual income. I mean, it's it's the best feeling to when you wake up, get out of bed and you don't have to worry about where that check's coming in and you have that income coming in, whether you work or not. Maybe you have a catastrophic life event and yes. you're and you have to take two or three weeks off of work for whatever reason, you don't necessarily have to worry about your bills being paid anymore because that residual income comes in whether you work or not. Yes, you're not going to grow it if you're not working, but that residual income's there. We talk about the definition of wealthy, and wealthy is a little bit different for a lot of folks, but wealthy to me is that before you get out of bed, all your bills are paid, Mm -hmm. and that is the power of residual income. I mean, when you were like you talked about earlier in the construction days, you were sacrificing time to make a dollar, right? A lot of time. Mm-hmm. And there was physically no more hours in the day. Mm-hmm. And you were grinding and grinding and grinding. I mean, that takes a huge, I mean, took time away from your family, mentally, physically, right. socially. But you know what? You did what it take, which I admire because I've been there, done that. Mm-hmm. But how much further you are ahead now, knowing that, hey, you know what? I don't have to go and work until three or four o'clock in the morning and wake up and do it all over again. Right. Oh, man. That just gives me chills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when you're doing it, you don't think anything of it. You're like, I mean, you're just doing whatever you have to do to to survive and to make it and keep your family afloat as well. Like it's it's really no different. You're just like, this is what I have to do. This is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do it. Now it seems crazy. Yeah. You look at back, right? <laughs> right. You're like, how did I do that? And then I ask yep. myself, do I want to do that again? No, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> right. Could I do it? Sure. But I don't want to. Yeah. I could. I mean, I, I was a, I was a road guy for a long time and man, I, it seems like a blink of an eye and it's over, but it was, mm-hmm. it was crazy. Right. Yeah. I mean, the best thing about Medicare is 
obviously you're not hard. You, you don't have to sell them anything. You just help them make a decision. And it really doesn't feel like work to me at all. Like you're just going, you're having a conversation, you're helping them out. You can help them out. Great. If you can't help them out, you're not. And then the people you can help out. Yeah. You get compensated from the insurance carrier, but it doesn't, no money is exchanging hands. I don't take any money from anybody. Like yeah. Everything is either through Medicare or through the carrier. Nothing. I don't have to worry about dealing with anybody's money. Yeah. We're just an avenue to help them get from point A to point B a little bit quicker, navigate that na- that maze. Now, you know, this is kind of an entrepreneur. It is actually. You're an entrepreneur. You're self-employed. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you tell all the entrepreneurs listening out there? I mean, you've dabbled in real estate. You've dabbled in in the mortgage industry. Now, insurance isn't it for everybody. I mean, I've tried a lot of different lines of insurance, but there are a lot of practical skills that relate to somebody who's trying to start a business. What would be the last little thing you'd share with somebody who's trying to start a business based on your perspective, trying to start a business? Getting into the insurance industry? Yeah. Not a, yours is insurance, but let's say right. you want to open a restaurant. Let's say you want to you know, go and create an app. You mm-hmm. know, What would you tell those folks? Um, go and get educated with at least the basics first. So whether you go work with someone for a year, find okay. out exactly how that business is. So whether if you want to start a construction business, yeah. go and work for a big construction business because they're going to have systems, procedures in place to where you know how to schedule bit your business to that point. Yeah. Where if you just say you're, I mean, not necessarily that you couldn't learn those skills on your own, but if you went work for somebody for a year, maybe two years, you got into a management role because if you have that desire to be an entrepreneur, you're going to move up in that company quick. You're going to know exactly what you like and what you do not like, but they're going to teach you how to scale it quicker than you can learn by yourself. Yeah. Like right at, say you're right out of high school and you just start a construction business. Yeah. You know how to work, but do you know the business end of it? You're probably going to get beat up and bruised. Yep. Beat up and bruised. Where if you work for someone that's already been through the grind, they already know the business end of it as well too, because they've made the mistakes. So you know how their systems are in place. So you just need to figure out why that system is in place Mm. and then implement it in your business so you can grow and scale it quicker. Got it. Because you can learn it all by yourself, but it's all about time, right? Yes. So the faster you can do it, yeah, you're going to sacrifice one or two years working for another company. But on the other end, I mean, you'll probably scale it 10 10 times faster. Good point. It's time or money or both, right? Mm -hmm. And not a lot of times you're paying to learn. Yep. You literally are. So you're sacrificing working for somebody, paying the dues to learn. Mm -hmm. But there's no greater way to learn, in my opinion. Great advice. Well, Craig, thanks for being on the show today. Yeah. As always, share, like, and subscribe, and tune into the next show. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Type Radio Way. As always, share, like, and subscribe. Um, go to Instagram at ty.r.brady. And as always, love hearing from you. And let me know what you want to learn on the show or what you'd like me to bring up on the show. Thanks. You can find the Ty Brady Way on Instagram as well as Facebook. To stay connected with giveaways and Ty himself, go ahead and follow at ty.r.brady on Instagram as well as Facebook. This podcast was recorded, edited, and produced by Whitney Face Media Marketing. The theme music is an excerpt from Hot Chicken of the Woods by Isaac Joel. Welcome back.